thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, my co-host, Alex Collins. Hey, Ryan. It's good to be here. So we've had a pretty interesting conversation before hopping on uh, today's episode. And uh, for whatever reason, Ryan, my, I'm talking third person now, I've been talking a lot of uh, psychology uh, with Alex. Um, and I think it's been good. Alex might like say differently. What do you think, Alex? Uh, I mean, I kind of think we've had the conversation and we just, there, there's certain things that you and I come at from vastly uh, different philosophical viewpoints. Which is an interesting segue into our conversation <laughs> today. You know, as we were, as we've been working with more and more NDs, um, and these are NDs right out of school, and these are NDs that have established practice practices. The common thing that we've heard um, across the board is, you know, you're you're going to school to learn how to be a medical, you know, a naturopathic doctor. You're not going to school on how to build a business. And anyone building a business, unless you have the funds to hire someone to help you market your business, you are the marketer for your business. Well, when you first start up, you are the everything for your business. You're the you're the janitor, you're the office manager, you're the practitioner. Uh, you're the marketer, you're the billing, you're, you're everything. And that's a lot of hats to wear. Yeah. And none of the hats matter if you don't have someone to help, uh, help them with their, their health. Correct. So we thought we would have a, an episode around how do we do, how do we, what is a marketing plan? Right. How do we market a business? And Alex and I have had to do this ourselves and we've come together and now we've built a marketing plan for <laughs> our, the team now. And we've learned a whole hell of a lot <laughs> about each other, about the difference. We, we do definitely have a difference in, in, in philosophies in some ways, not financially, but just how we approach things. What's priority right. versus what's a not a priority. Uh, it reminds me of the, uh, uh, the line from Star Wars. Well, it's true from a certain perspective. Right. And so l- let's talk about a marketing plan. And, and I'll just, I'll be the bearer of bad news. Um, you have to be able to reach out to people to help them with their health. Like you have to be able to advertise what it is you do for a living to build a business to then therefore help people. Absolutely. And the good news is there are a whole bunch of different ways to do that. And the trick is finding out and figuring out which way works best for you. Exactly. And so many of you probably got out of of school or or maybe did some version of this in school, possibly, of building a marketing plan. I know Alex has had to build a marketing plan right out of school when he started his practice. I had to build a marketing plan as soon as I got out of school to get into my sales. And 
you know, I don't know about you, Alex, like, frankly, I may have learned what a real marketing plan is probably in the last like four to five years. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds about right for me. Um, and I've I actually started a business and created a, created a marketing plan in college um, for, uh, for, some, for a class that I took. Uh, and then I couldn't tell you how many marketing plans I did, you know, in my, in my first, I'll call it 15 years or so of practice before I get really finally started clicking in here in the last two or three. And I'll speak for myself. The reason that I struggled with it is you build out this plan and maybe you actually have action items, right? You're supposed to make smart goals. Like that was a common thing that, that we learned and not that that's bad. The issue is, is no one taught me how to implement it into the business. Right. And to your point, we wear how many different hats. So it's like squirrel runs by and like, oh, let's look at doing that. And so it's hard to focus on it. And how many times do we ask even different advisors in the firm about their marketing plan? And they like literally like pull it off the shelf and they're like dusting it off because they haven't looked at it in a decade. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I'm sure that this is going to come as a big shock to to you, Ryan, and you know any of the listeners who who've figured out a little bit about who I am, that the analytic did not enjoy marketing. Like, go figure, right? Um, so it's it's just you know, for me, like when I first got into the in, into my practice, I, I didn't I didn't view myself as a salesman. I didn't I didn't view myself as a marketer i didn't view myself in sales at all and in fact i railed against it because probably the first five or six different folks that i had that were you know mentors managers uh like bosses whatever you want to uh, however you want to describe them like that was the one thing that they consistently you know gave me as a, as a critique or what i needed to work on was marketing and I was like, no, I'm, I, I'm an advisor. I coach people. I, I teach people how to to improve their finances. I'm not a I'm not a sales guy. I'm not a marketing guy. And what's interesting about that is, you. It sounds like you view sales as negative. Yeah, like when, at, early on in my career, I absolutely did, um, and it, it's. It, it's interesting in that uh, like I've, I've almost done a complete 180 on that. Um, and, and so much of it is just it's the the Glengarry Glen Ross like sales for the sake of sales, right? Um, like where where it's like you're you're just seeing like, hey, how can I manipulate somebody into into buying something? Um, and that's like, that's not sales, that's manipulation. and there is a big difference. Alex, coffee is for closers. <laughs> <laughs> so we had different perceptions of what sales were in our early careers, right? Like I didn't view it as a negative, mainly because, well, I was it was different for me at, at that point in my career, but if I'm comparing it to now, like it's not about sales, it's about helping people, but we still right. have to sell what it is we can do for the person, the value that we bring. So tying that back to a naturopath, that's what you have to do. You have to sell the value that you're bringing to that person's health. Yeah, it was uh, it was really weird in that like uh, I enjoyed making sales because that meant I was helping people. 
but I hated sales. Right. Where where like it was this like it just felt like the used carsman car salesman. Yep. So everyone's got their own different perception of this. So going back to the marketing plan, right? Like this isn't a like you could go sales plan that's going to view, be viewed oftentimes as negative. What is the plan for you to advertise yourself and your practice so that you can help people with their health? Realistically, it is in its purest form. It is a set of tactics to get you in front of the right type of people for your specific services. And like even like we're talking to a group of naturopaths. Not everyone has the exact same right group of people for naturopaths. Like there's going to be differences in like what you do for folks, whether it's a focus on uh, women's health or men's health or pediatrics or geriatrics. Like there is different areas of focus within naturopathic medicine. And, and as a result, like, okay, what are the right set of tactics that fit you and that fit your clientele to get you in front of the right type of people? So that's what a marketing plan should, like when you look at what you're building, it's that, right? It's how do I, what tactics am I doing to get in front of the right people that would want my services? So Alex, let's right, talk right. about what's in a, go ahead. So, so what is, what's not a marketing plan? Everything else. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Give some specifics of pe things that people typically commonly think are in a marketing plan, but really the, there's something else. It's not it's not the marketing plan itself. Yeah, so the marketing plan is, you might be able to call it a blueprint of like high level of the different tactics you're going to do in front of people. What it's not is the day-to-day -day activity of what you're going to do. Like how do you build that into your plan? And that's what I think what is get what gets lost is you're thinking about, oh, I'm gonna do this type of activity or this type of networking. But then when it comes down to it and you're looking and you come into the office on a Monday morning and you're supposed to do that type of activity, and you're like, Well, where do I start? How do I do that? Who do I call? Like all of a sudden it's like crap, I I don't know where to go from there. Right. And that's why the marketing plans, that's why I think most people hate it because it doesn't seem to help them because there's no tie-in from a high level like blueprint to this is what I do on Monday morning at 8 a.m. Right. So that's a huge piece. So you have to tie that together. So if there's anything you can take away from this episode, like that, at least for me, was a huge ha, like, ah, so I need to build a marketing plan, but then I need to tie it into my daily routine. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's that that connective component of like, okay, now that we know what we're trying to accomplish and we know a little bit about how we're trying to accomplish and we know a little bit about uh, who we're trying to, to see and what the results are, now we need to actually go ahead and figure out like, okay, what are the actual daily tactics and how do we then measure it and how do we make it so that it's not this just horrible thing that we hate doing? Yeah. And, you know, 
I think that something that can help you with the daily, just to throw that out there, is um, for me, it was difficult to really look at it from the standpoint of, okay, this is something I need to do for the next 365 days. It's difficult to look at it from that standpoint because it can seem daunting. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think oftentimes if you break it down into chunks, you know, build out a week. What does Monday look like? What does Tuesday look like? What does Wednesday look like? What does, you know, right? What do the five days of the week that you're working look like? And then do the activity. And tie that to what does that tie into what I what I should be doing to reach the people I should be talking to or advertising to. Right. And then then break it down to another week. When really, Ryan, where all this comes from is is we need to do the research first. We need to sit down and identify and do the work on the actual marketing plan before we get to the tactics, which is okay. I spend the time identifying who it is that needs or wants your services. What are the yep. unique factors that they've got? And you're going to have a general idea, but spend some time actually thinking about, okay, what are the characteristics that these people have? What do they have in common? And if you can't find a commonality between all of your patients or your, you know, top 20 patients, your favorite 20 patients to, to see, like that that might be a little bit of an issue. We, we might need to figure out like, okay, where is it that you wanna focus your time, energy, and effort? Where are you gonna have impact on, on your community, on your clientele, on your patients? Um, you know, how, how, can you, how can you improve people's lives beyond just helping people? You know, it, it can't just be that simple because that's way too broad. Doing the research, you know, once you know what, like who needs your services, you got to figure out what's on their mind. Right. Right. And so, you know, I'll give our, us as an example. When we decided that we wanted to work with NDs, we just didn't like jump in and start making a bunch of phone calls saying, hey, we work with NDs. <laughs> we actually made phone calls to NDs that we know. We had conversations with people that work with NDs. We had conversations with people that had NDs as doctors. And we got to know what was on your mind financially. We found out that many of you graduate with a ton of student debt. We found out that many of you, money, while it's important, isn't the driving factor. Right? We found out all of these different things about what's on your mind and what you care about. And does that align with what it is that we do? Can we bring a value to you? That way, when we actually do have our conversation, we can actually speak smartly in terms of what's in your life. Uh, absolutely. And so do the research. And then who, who do they see, right? Then you got to build around that. Like once you understand that, who is it that you see for other medical concerns? Who do they yeah. see? Who do your patients see for other medical concerns? This might be a reason for learning what who who's around them, their sphere of people that they work with, with their health, and how do you get incorporated into that sphere? Like I have a dentist. How does that play into my health? <laughs> and how do you fit in that? Sure. Maybe a, a better example is we we were working with a, a naturopath recently who 
you know, it was uh, big in the midwifery uh, community and does quite a bit with uh, with women's health and fertility. And so like having networking in that group and be being the go-to person was something that that naturopath had identified as like, they, this is an important way for me to get in front of new patients. And this is what, like, this is why we want to specialize in doing this type of work um, is because it, it's going to create those stronger bonds with the, with that community and make it so that they're, they are the go-to person or one of the go-to people in that community. Right. It, and none of this happens overnight. And that's why it's so difficult to right. actually do. Right. I know many of you are like, oh, that sounds so simple. And why didn't I get this done? Well, you didn't get it done because it doesn't happen. Like you don't just do this Monday, then magically Tuesday, the spot turns on and now everyone's calling you. <laughs> Correct. It, it takes a long time to to build the the trust of the community and, and to, to hate using the term network here. Um, but that that's really what it is. It, it's getting ingrained in that that network of providers, the the other folks that that are seeing the whatever your your niche is, whatever the group of the the group of people that you're working with, whatever they have in common. Now it's really making sure that you're you're ingrained in that in that community. Yeah, and I. I mean, to this day, I hate the word networking because all I think about is going to like a BNI group or going to some like chamber group. And it's literally what it feels like is everyone's going around pitching their business cart. Right. And I don't think that I don't think that's what you meant by networking. It's really getting a group of people that maybe work with the same people that you're wanting to work with and, and not in the same capacity you do. Right. And now you've got a bunch of people to align yourself with to help grow each other's business. Yeah, that's that's key. That's huge. So, right, having that that sphere helps you, and then understanding what's your message when you reach out to them. What are you going to say? What language do you have? Right. If we I, called, I don't know about you, Alex, but if we called up an ND right now and started talking about how we can. Um, manage their investment portfolio and we can get them X amount of rate of return. Like, I'm pretty sure that NDs are like, no, thanks. Like I don't, that's not. Yeah, that, that might be the quickest way to end the conversation. Right. And, but that's what we do. That's a piece of what we do. Right? Oh, so absolutely. We met well by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like, this comes from knowing the audience and knowing like, what it is that what's the what are the issues what are the concerns what are the things that they view as uh problems or uh you know problems to be solved or re rewards to be gained um and then making sure that you're speaking to them in their own language with like okay here's here is how we can benefit your specific circumstance and situation these are the things that that we can do to improve what you've got going on yeah, that's the most difficult thing to do. Um, is if you want if you want to think about a commercial for your for yourself, it, it's difficult because you don't want to. The last thing you want to do, and almost nine times out of ten, you end up coming across this way. The last thing you want to do is come across as some inauthentic right. salesperson or 
you know, just something that's not you. When you come across as authentic and you're speaking the people's language, it changes everything. And you meant it like you had all the best intentions with either the crappy 30 second commercial or the really good 30 second commercial being authentic. The issue is your language was was not good enough and you weren't authentic enough because different nerves, different things on your mind. And it it's hard. Yeah. It, it takes uh, it takes a tremendous amount of practice to, to get good at this. And, um, you know, that, that doesn't mean that we should do it and, and whatnot. But, uh, um, you know, it's, it's really just trying to stay. That, that we it, it's going to take a little bit of time we can't just try it have it not work and then go oh well i'm not doing that again exactly so so once you know you know who it is you need to reach and what language you're going to use now the big question is okay how in the world am i going to find them right right and and this goes back to some of it will be referrals right that's why that that circle around you of people that are are working with one another is huge and it's probably the best way to do it. There's social media out there, but again, your messaging has to be very, very good. Right. Right, because on social media, like the same sentence read by two people can be perceived <laughs> in two different ways. Like I'm trying to think of a sentence off the top of my head here, but I can guarantee you, Alex will read a sentence one way. <laughs> I will read way. Yes, 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so crafting that message is huge and bringing that value into it. And so how do you find them? Think of things like where are they congregating? Where are they going? What other professionals do they see? Social media is huge. So add that into the and, and have like a spoke wheel. So if we could if you're in the middle and you got you know five spokes coming off the wheel. What are those five things that you could do to get in front of people? And we don't that, want to. We don't want to spend all of our time on one one spoke. We have to create some balance. We we might have some that we use more than others, but we need to use all of them. Right, because you got to find out what you're good at. Because what happens sometimes those five spokes, you narrow down to three, because the other two weren't working. Right. And now you have to give it some time to figure that out, which is also the frustrating thing. <laughs> so, so in the end, you know, I hope we hope this was valuable in terms of what is a marketing plan and what it's not and what's inside of the marketing plan. Understanding what you're building in that blueprint and then turning it into the activity. That's that's the next step and that activity and next step. Think about that as you're building the marketing plan, because that's the stuff you have to do consistently. And by consistently, I mean every week, not every other. Right. So, Alex, anything to add before we end this? What? Uh, do we want to do a, a question of the day? Absolutely. What's the question of the day? So the question of the day was, is when was the last time you pulled out your your marketing plan and dusted it off. How how well have you identified who you're targeting to your services for, what what you solve for them, and how you're getting in front of them? Awesome. So head to holistic-finance.com 
And at the bottom of that page, you'll have a way to uh, send us your answer, uh, as well as if you have any questions for us that you want us to talk about uh, or reach out to us for any kind of conversation around your personal practice. Um, so feel free to do that. Uh, if you got any value out of this, please share it. Please share it with your, your um, comrades at work. Share it in different Facebook groups, because I know there's a couple ND Facebook groups that are out there. Um, and share that, right? If, if you got value, that's the whole reason Alex and I are doing this, is, <laughs> is to provide value for you all, and it doesn't get out there without your help. So thank you for that. And Mr. Collins, as always, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or quantified financial partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives.